0: Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Dive into the visceral world of hip hop with the Gangster Chronicles.
5: Drafted is a production of TreeFort Media, Clutch Sports Group, and iHeartRadio.
6: No other draft class has been through this. No other draft class was a crapshoot like this draft class because they didn't get to see him. They didn't get to have their normal workouts. They didn't see him in the NCAA tournament. They didn't see guys play their best when it really mattered. So this was one of those, let's take a guess, draft. Welcome back to Drafted.
5: I'm Keegan-Michael Key, and that's University of Kentucky head coach, John Calipari, talking about the end of the 2020 NCAA season. And the thick cloud of uncertainty, hanging over everything, sports and otherwise when the years screeched to an abrupt stop with COVID.
3: When this thing
6: ended, some of the guys, I think some of them were just stunned, like stunned, like what in the world? We had a couple guys cry. I don't know if he was one of them. I do know when we arrived back on campus, they played five on five, just the last time to be together.
5: That's how Tyrese's dream of playing at the University of Kentucky ended. And in this fourth episode, we'll hear about the unprecedented months that followed. The stretch that Tyrese and Anthony Edwards faced between the end of their college seasons and the start of their NBA careers. This period presented extremely different challenges and many unknowns instead of the physical and mental strain they're accustomed to facing on the court.
7: It's crazy because people ask us how different it is, but this is all we know. This is all I know. Like this is my only time being in the draft process. So I don't know what it was like, if, if it you know, it was in person and we was flying around everywhere. So the, the Zoom is all we know. It was kind of crazy. We knew the COVID, COVID-19 was rising and uh, people started saying that we weren't going to play with fans and it kind of just stopped like abruptly. It was weird, like, you know, we we're expected to play. We get to Nashville. Nashville
5: was hosting the Southeastern Conference Tournament starting on March 11th, and Tyrese's Kentucky team was scheduled to play after a bye.
7: Okay, okay, we're not allowed to have fans, all right, cool. Then the NBA cancels that same day, so now we're like waiting like, okay, if they're not gonna, if the NBA, the professionals, the, the the people who get played to play the game, like, if they're not gonna play, there's no way that we can play. It, it was sad, I mean, it was sad to know that you put in all the work, all the days in the summer, all the tour days, uh, All the extra shots you're putting in just so you can make a run at the tournament. And now, no run.
5: On March 11th, the two first-round games in the SEC tournament were played without fans. The next day, the entire season was canceled, including March Madness. All the recent effort feels squandered. Tyrese had the drawing of himself wearing a Kentucky jersey, hanging on his wall since middle school. Something he had been working toward for six years was stolen the day it was supposed to begin.
7: It sucked that I couldn't finish it out and see what we could do as a team and as an individual in the tournament. You know, there's always special moments in March. But I had to understand and I had to adapt to the situation that was going on. You know, the, we ended up start wearing masks and quarantining for a long time and social distancing. So it, I think emotionally I kind of had to grow up and we had to move on from it.
5: Tyrese's uncle Brandon describes the shock.
7: It was very disappointing, man, because I knew they were peaking right then. They had just went on a roll. I think they had just beat Florida, and they were just gelling. You know, you just imagine being your, your first year in college. You're going to your dream school. The, the tournament is what you play for. It's Your conference tournament, then the big tournament. Just a chance to compete with your guys. It was like it was, everybody was on the edge of their seat just waiting for them because they knew they were going to make a run in the tournament and those moments he lives for big stage bright lights tournament time it's time to go get it so we were like ah. everybody didn't get to see the magic man <laughs> but he was just like oh man all right let's get ready for this <laughs> let's get ready for this. it was like a split second it was like i wanted to play but it was like all right cool let's go let's get ready for this draft
5: Getting ready for the draft under these circumstances comes with new issues and unknowns. How do you prepare physically when every gym and training facility closes down and the country goes into lockdown and quarantine? And without a highly publicized tournament, how do you show off your improvement from college and your ability to perform on the biggest stage?
7: So right after the season, Coach Kyle let us go home. He wanted us to go home and be with our family. So I think it was a Tuesday maybe when we went up to to Nashville, came back the next day on a Wednesday, and on Thursday, I drove home to Texas with my family. So it was wow. it was that type of a quick turnaround. I was there for in Texas until, so from March to May. From March to May, that's where I quarantined at for the most part. And then in May, I came out to LA and it's still basically quarantined, but just going to the gym, working out here.
5: So Tyrese comes to LA and starts his aforementioned three-a-days workout regimen, preparing for an uncertain draft that ultimately ends up moving From June to October to November. For almost eight months, Tyrese and Anthony can't compete in a real game of basketball due to the risk of injury and coronavirus. As they aren't sure when the draft will take place, they can only train in hopes of hitting a constantly moving target. Here's Anthony's trainer, Justin Holland.
3: Once the season was canceled, especially as abruptly as it was, I think he was just kind of like the rest of the world. What is this COVID-19 that everybody's talking about? And Rudy Gobert has it. Is Rudy going to die? Like, I think it was, I don't even, I, I think initially nobody was really thinking about basketball at that point. It was just like, what what's happening? And then once you kind of digest and, you hear, and you're understanding more about what's going on, it's like, man, I, I didn't get to finish my, my college season. You know, we had plans to make a run for it in the SEC tournament. And you know, get get into the NCAA tournament and hopefully have one of those legendary runs. And that was was one of those opportunities that was just kind of stolen from him.
5: Justin and Anthony regrouped once the season was officially called off and tried to make a plan to get Anthony ready for the draft.
3: Well, during the pandemic, what what you find out real fast is the plan is there is no plan. The plan is what you can do right now because you never know what may happen tomorrow. So it was kind of like a new landscape for me because you know, I kind of have, like you said, my own plan in my mind as to what I want to do with Anthony. But now, instead of the process being three months, it's, it's been stretched out to eight months. Instead of, we can't get in the gym seven days anymore, we can't get in the gym five days. We have to structure everything we're doing to scale it down to, at that point, we, we really didn't know, it's like, it might be five months. So I, you, know, you, don't them, you don't want to wear them down by doing too much too early but you don't wanna do not enough, and he's not ready just in case the draft is next month. So that was just a really frustrating process, but I think for everybody.
5: Without a clear timetable, training for the start of the season becomes nearly impossible. Normally, the league hosts a pre-draft combine similar to the one held by the NFL, where players participate in drills and interviews and go through physical exams and other testing. But that event also moves, and then gets canceled, and then turns into a virtual event, They no longer have the typical outlets to show off all the additional months of training. So, if you're Tyrese Maxey or Anthony Edwards in the year 2020, how do you show NBA teams that they should pick you? We'll be right back.
8: To on purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.
1: Delve into the visceral world of hip hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels, every Thursday. Already know. Each episode provides an in depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed. From police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to The Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go.
5: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you
2: what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe So we had been planning on having a pro day. Obviously, given COVID, things were gonna be different.
5: This is Clutch Sports head of basketball, Omar Wilkes, describing their plans to host a private workout with their clients for NBA executives. Clutch Sports creates their own version of a basketball combine.
2: You know, how can we get creative? They're, you know, through this pandemic. Like, could we stream it uh, and send it to each individual team? But eventually it was okay that certain team personnel could come to Pro Day, but not everyone could come, or there's limited numbers. And so we're like, all right. After we are toying with the streaming idea, Rich, thinking outside the box, was like, forget streaming it. Why don't we see if we can get it televised? Like, why don't we try to put it on ESPN?
5: He's talking about Rich Paul, CEO and founder
2: of Clutch Sports. And if I'm being completely honest, I was like, it's a great idea, but I don't, can we, can it be pulled off? Especially given the time frame? like we were up against it. It wasn't like we had months and months or even multiple weeks in advance, but we figured it's a unique way to highlight our guys that have missed out on such traditional opportunities of playing in March Madness and b- building a fan base, going to the draft combine. And so we felt like, how can we separate ourselves and give our guys a platform to have like 22 minutes on a nationally broadcasted channel to just kind of introduce them to the world.
5: Despite the fact the NBA Combine has been televised in the past, Clutch holding their own private televised workout for only their clients is a novel move. The plan evolves into a broadcast on ESPN2 with a small in-person crowd. They set the date for October 28th, 8 p.m. Eastern otherwise known as prime time. Here's Rich Paul.
6: It was like, oh, okay, we're gonna put this pro day on, great, it's on ESPN, okay, cool, perfect. Okay, Anthony was in Atlanta, it was simple. When I need to be there, come in a week early because we're gonna practice at the facility a couple of days before, he had some things to get done, great, and Tyrese was the same way, and his mom and dad were great. There wasn't a ton of questions, or concerns.
5: The Pro Day takes place at the Sports Academy in Los Angeles, California. Tyrese and Anthony arrive with masks on. And Clutch brings in reporters to ask questions.
2: We've seen so many great Kentucky guards find success in the NBA. Tyler Hero, Jamal Murray, Devin Booker, even bigs like Bam Adebayo. Why are you next? I feel like because at
7: Kentucky we have to play a role. Uh, we go there to win games, we go there to sacrifice. Uh, Coach Kato that we want to sacrifice and play a role. And I thought like I have a lot more into my game. I thought like I could shoot it off the bounce, uh, play pick and roll, uh, score for myself, and with the ball in my hands, and play when I'm off the catch I off the ball.
2: Well, Tyrese, every time we see you playing, you're smiling, you're, you're filled with joy. so have fun tonight and best of luck. Sure, coming up next, we're going to see Tyrese Maxey, potential lottery pick start his pro day working.:
5: LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Trey Young. And other NBA stars show up in masks as well, socially distancing among team executives in the crowd, as the two young prospects take the court and warm up. TV announcer Jay Billis sets the stage for what everyone is thinking.
3: It's going to be great just to see him on a basketball court
2: for the first time since March. I know they've been working out, but they've been working out out of view.
5: Tyrese begins to show off some dribbling and driving, and then shooting.
1: Good so get
2: the confidence is certainly there. You know, you mentioned his production against top 25 teams.
5: This is the reporter commenting on the elephant in the room, or Jim in this case, his shooting.
2: To me, he's always been a big time shot maker who's not afraid of the lights. It's just about not
8: shooting a flat ball and being more consistent oh, okay.
1: one more, one
5: more. <laughs> Tyrese's shots fall. One after another.
2: give me one working on some three-pointers running baseline to baseline
3: you can see he is making these shots and he's really worked on his shooting mechanics And i think they're going to get even better
5: this clear improvement is a great sign for tyrese and all the teams that are interested in drafting him but the truth is Playing one on zero can only tell scouts a limited amount about how someone will perform in games. There's an infamous NBA story about a 2007 Milwaukee Bucks prospect putting on a commanding performance against a folding chair. The player ended up being picked six overall, but had a disappointing career. The dominating offensive performance against the chair didn't quite translate to scoring against the likes of Kevin Garnett and Dwight Howard. So, in many ways, the performance shows more about Tyrese's work ethic and commitment to improve than anything else.
2: Back here Anthony Edwards and Tyrese Maxey. Pro day. Getting ready to watch Edwards go. Now Maxey just finished up.
5: Anthony takes the court and begins his workout.
1: Let's go, man. Let's go, man. go, man. go, man. go man. Knock down. Knock down.
2: Go, there you go, man. You go. Come on. Come on. Come on.
5: Anthony misses a shot and then another and then the next four jump shots in a row that don't fall. Anthony finishes his workout with a couple of monstrous dunks. Then, he answers a few quick questions.
2: Do you feel like you showed that you should be the number one prospect in this class?
3: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I feel like if you had anybody else out here, they would have been, you know, out of breath the whole time. Uh, starstruck with all these guys on the sideline, and I feel like I'm just ready just because I've been grinding eight months, and I haven't complained about the draft being pushed back. I just like it because I like it feeling being better.
2: Well, Anthony, you weren't phased. You had, like I said, LeBron out of the seat, one of the greatest of all time. So, an impressive workout. Appreciate your time, in Thank you so much for
5: having me. The day seems like a success to the clutch sports team, but the response from other agents, the media, and the internet trends in the opposite direction. Anthony's four missed shots in a row become a huge talking point. Some claim he's not even in shape anymore. Anonymous agents denounce the televised pro day on social media, and in stories by the New York Post, The Athletic, Bleacher Report, and elsewhere, calling it unfair for Clutch's clients, insulting Rich Paul, and demanding the NBA stop the practice. Their agent, Omar Wilkes, shares his thoughts on the situation.
2: I'm told our competitors didn't love it, but that means you're kind of doing something right. You know, if if we're being honest, and I try not to be super sensitive, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, Anthony might've hurt his draft stock. You know, people people like to do that because you you take shots at us. I don't want to delve into that, but I'm really proud of what we're able to do in the innovative way we were able to make something work in a pandemic and highlight our guys. So I'm happy with how everything turned out.
5: Anthony is interviewed about the fallout on ESPN's The Jump. And here's Tyrese watching his friend during the interview. You and Tyrus Maxey took part in that Made for TV Pro Day. And just like always, everyone has an opinion, right? And there was some criticism. What do you have to say to the people who did not like what y'all did?
3: I really have
9: nothing to say to them. I, I just hope they uh, stay blessed and, you know, uh, find a way to get better every day like I do. I, I don't really care about the uh, critics uh, of the Pro Day. It
7: certainly looked like you guys were having
0: fun there. What was that experience like for you?
9: It's <laughs>
5: Tyrese can laugh it off because his pro day was viewed positively for the most part. Some sources even indicate his improved shooting could move him into the top 10 picks. And Rich Paul shares his client's sentiments.
6: As far as like the criticism from a pro day perspective, just a bunch of whining to me. I I really didn't pay attention to that. Again, that, that was just an idea that came from me just trying to think of better ways to position these guys as they go into the draft. It had nothing to do with me trying to show how smart I am or Clutch trying to show how smart we were. We were literally just trying to do what we felt was best for the clients. And it worked because content was low, ESPN thought it was a good idea. We had the talking points, we had the storylines and we're gonna do it again. Like how could you criticize a pro? What's, What's there to criticize? You're taking two kids who didn't finish a college season, who don't have the ability to go to an NBA combine as it normally is positioned, putting these guys on ESPN for an hour, showcasing something that they may have been doing for the last five or six months and technically all of their basketball lives. There's no negative to that. now. Could you say there's a negative risk of injury? Yeah, but you can risk you can have an injury just playing pickup or just working out or just getting out the shower if you want to be that technical. Could you say, well, Anthony Edwards is the number one pick, projected, and why put him on TV and he missed four shots in a row? Well, he has to play on TV in his profession. Where do you think they play the games at? You yeah. know, so... He's going to miss a lot. So you might as well start preparing yourself now. You know, if people want to find something to criticize, they'll find it. Whether you choose to pay attention to it or not, it's up to the individual. I just so happen to be one of those individuals that really don't give a shit.
5: We'll be right back.
4: smart and intellectual i'm kind of smart i think like it would be fun we have the best conversations like we have fun but then he would treat me like crap
8: listen to on purpose with jay shetty on the iHeartRadio radio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts trust me you won't want to miss this one
1: delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the gangster chronicles
5: The media reaction and fallout isn't a -a once-in-a-career isolated event. Rich Paul has been involved in other high-profile controversies in the past. And in 2019, the NCAA implemented a list of qualifications that sports agents were required to have to sign players, including a bachelor's degree, something immediately deemed the Rich Paul Rule, since many of the requirements appeared to be aimed directly at him. Going on. Rich gets on the phone with Calvin Andrews, a senior agent at Clutch, to discuss the difficulties of their business.
6: I just think that the more the more these kids are educated, and their families are educated, I just think the better, the better the business is. Because either way, we're dealing with a situation where, you know, a lot of times you see things going to the media, you don't know what to believe. This perception in the media,
5: like what happened after the pro day versus the realities of the NBA, is a recurring
6: issue they face. As agents, we've been in situations where somebody call you and say, well, what do you think about this? What do you, that's not an offer. You know." And so that goes to the media, and then these young men and the people around, them, oh, we got an offer. No, you didn't. That's not an offer. The money's dried up. There's definitely not $70 million out there for you. And I'm not sure if that was even real or not, you know. Somebody can say, what do you think about $100 million and only 10 million of it is guaranteed. So what are you talking about? (laughs) You have to look at the value of everything, your contract and my brand equity, how I'm perceived. There's a value in perception. You know, we went through the same thing with KCP. That's shooting guard, Contavius
5: Caldwell Pope, another former University of Georgia star who re-signed with the Lakers this offseason for $40 million.
6: Oh, well, we heard he got offered $80 mil. Where's the offer? I never received that. I never received that. But, you know, you got these agents, they put stuff out, whatever, I don't really care. But if you look at what he did, he stayed in tow, did what he had to do. Now he's exceeded that, and he's a champion. But you got to grind it out and you do the work. He'd done the work. KCP did the work. KCP
5: had been playing on one and two year deals since his rookie contract. This three year, $40 million signing was his first longer term, higher paying contract.
1: You bring up a good point, and that's what I, you know, I see it and you see it. The kids said, no shortcuts, right? They don't want to grind, they don't want to work. They want what they think should happen right now. And there's only a few guys that act that's in those certain of situations, right? You've got to grind it out, follow the plan, and be patient.
6: Yes. And
1: that's at every level.
6: At every level. Every level. And that's
1: that's what gets frustrating for what you and I do day-to-day. When they don't pay attention, they don't follow the plan. They think they got the answer, so they brother got the answer. They uncle got the
6: answer. And they want, this, they want it now. don't work that way but here's the thing through my experience we work with all families when when everyone is on the same page and and everyone is willing to be educated it works like a marriage it's fantastic i've experienced it time and time and time again with brothers with mothers with fathers i've experienced it but i can honestly say it works better when it starts from day one. Mm, yeah. Not day one thousand, you know, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, because we, because we also have the perception that we can turn water into wine. Exactly. We put a program together where you buy in, you get paid. You you buy in, you benefit. Okay. That's the business we in. We in the buy in benefit business because. Again, Tyrese is a prime example. He's gonna be a good pro for a long time because you don't have to tell him anything. Tell him one time, he's doing it. Kid was here for five months, worked out twice a day, six in the morning, never late, never missed. That's, that's, that's almost impossible, seriously. He bought in. Oh, that's good. And I told every team that. We told teams about Taylor Horton Tucker. Last year, a GM called me and said, you know what, Rich? He said, the one thing we're noticing around the league with your guys, they get better and we see it. And I thought that was a huge, huge compliment in the program because you cannot be afraid to advise these guys properly. You just can't. There is no playbook for
5: shepherding your clients through a pandemic on their way to the NBA. So despite the criticism, Rich, Omar, and the Clutch team are confident their pro day was the right move for Anthony and Tyrese. Though others aren't quite as certain.
9: I think you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, personally. Being Ant, in Ant's case.
5: This is another member of Anthony's inner circle, Coach Rob Allen.
9: He could go out there and hit all his shots. Then somebody might say, hey, maybe he was just on today, you know, or he could go miss all. But I think a lot of people took to the criticism because it was clutch or people were jealous of what clutch was doing to kind of backlash on the guys, especially Ant. You know, him missing shots, they saying he's not in shape. It was funny to me baffling at the same time because I know how much work that he was working out. Like, literally, we all were in the same gym since since COVID started and the pandemic started. So we've been in the gym since March. So for people to say he wasn't in shape and things, I know that not to be true, trust me. Uh, So it was just a lot of criticism, but technically I think it was a good thing. Uh, If we all saw the last dance, like I know we did, uh, (laughs) just just listening to MJ say, hey, you know, making up stuff in his head that, you know, people, Uh, Even if they didn't say, he just making things up in his own head. In the doc series, The Last Dance, Michael Jordan reveals that he repeatedly
5: makes up slights and insults to motivate himself and gain an edge, a practice many other players have since adopted over the years. Of course, the criticism about Anthony and his pro-day shooting performance is very real, and Anthony can't help but hear it.
9: Even for Ant, just listening to people say... Oh, he's no one pick, he's the best player. Bro. And then as you get closer and closer and closer, you do the pro day, oh, he didn't look good, he looks out of shape. He, in his workouts, when I'm there to watch him work out or when he's talking to me, he's always got a chip on his shoulders. You know, being in the gym, or running up and down the court, shooting, saying, hey, they say I ain't in shape. All right, I'm sure just, just taking that little bit, putting it in your head and, and just ramming it through, just having some motivation, like we said, that the greats have to have. I think you need those things to be a great player. I just really do.
5: Anthony's edge doesn't come from insults or imaginary slights. And although events like the Pro Day might add to the chip on his shoulder, that need to prove himself and to take out his anger and pain on the court comes from a very specific place.
2: He hasn't had the easiest run of luck with, you know, family members passing at an early age and in quick succession. And I'm sure he has really tough moments, but he's always kind of used it as a positive and like a reminder that like nothing is promised. And like, he's only used it as fuel to, to become more lasered in on, as he says, making them proud and, you know, achieving his dreams. Cause that was his promise to them. That promise?
5: those dreams and how they turned Anthony Edwards into the potential number one pick in the NBA? All coming up next on Drafted.
3: Basically, him and my mom was like best friends. We all were best friends with my mom. Even the day of the funeral, we, we were sitting in the church. You know, I was sitting in my seat. He came walking in with his siblings. He held it together. He didn't, he didn't you know, he didn't break down. But you didn't think I was going to be a superstar. You can tell me, bro. You're looking on top of the hill waiting no on your mama to come say it. You know she coming. You know she's been hell.
5: Drafted is a production of Treefort Media, Clutch Sports Group, and iHeartRadio. The executive producers are Kelly Garner, Lisa Ammerman, Eric Salat, Sean Tatone, L. Key, and me, Keegan Michael Key. The series is produced and written by Eric Weiner. Jared Brahm is our coordinating producer. Trey McCain is our associate producer. Tom Monahan is our senior audio engineer. Mixed and edited by Steven Johnson. Additional production help from Tim Schauer, June Rosen, and Haley Mandelberg. For transcripts of the show and more information on Drafted, go to treefort.fm. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.